Welcome to today's podcast. I'm Brad Harbison. I'm happy to have as my guest Pat Hoddle, the Technical Director at McLeod Services in the Chicago area. For our podcast today, I'm going to be talking to Pat about ant management and food plants. Pat, thanks for joining me. Hi, Brad, and thanks for having me. Uh, Pat, when it comes to pest management and food plants, ants typically are not the pest that comes to mind. Why is it important to keep ants out of food plants? Well, I think there are several insects that we don't necessarily associate as high risk due to the fact that they're so common in our environment, and ants fit that category. But ants can contaminate food by their presence, can be responsible for consumer complaints, for products being rejected. Ants will recruit fellow workers to a resource site, and we can end up with large numbers of potential insect contaminants as a result of those large numbers foraging on food. And we can also have continuing recruitment of workers unless the problem's addressed. In addition to foraging behaviors, carpenter ants can nest in pallets. And so the fact that they're present in pallets can then cause um, contamination of products and containers that may be used in food packaging, which is stored on those pallets, so another uh, potential issue there. Um, we can have public health-related issues as well. So in some parts of the U.S., ants like red imported fire ant can sting, pose potential hazards to food plant staff, contractors, and visitors. And lastly, from a pest management equipment standpoint, ants will often forage on rodenticide baits that have been placed around the exterior of food plants for monitoring rodent activity. And when ants are present there, they can reduce the availability of that rodenticide to our target pest, the rodent, and may also take bait lures off of snap traps if those tools are used in rodent control. Um, that's interesting. That's some uh, some different ways that maybe you don't think of uh, necessarily when it comes to ants, but problems nonetheless. Um, Pat, again, um, looking at, at ants in, in, in food plants, what are some of the most common types of ant species? I know you mentioned a few already, but can you kind of run through some of the, the common ones you'll find in food plants? Right. So for McLeod, the big three are pavement ants, and, and this is, would be in our territory that we service, pavement ant, odorous house ants. Uh, black carpenter ant would be the most common. Other parts of the country, Argentine and other ants, would be um, perhaps more problematic. Okay. And let's take a look at inspections. What kind of uh, inspection advice can PMPs give to their food plant customers regarding incoming shipments? It's important to inspect both the incoming products, the pallet that those products are on, and the trailer that's used to ship those products. It's not uncommon for empty trailers to be parked in an outer lot for extended periods of time. Trailers may not either be totally sealed well to start with, and even if they are, it's commonplace for, uh, for those doors on the trailers to be left open. Years ago, we had a client that produced containers for the pharmaceutical industry, and they were parking their trailers in an area where, tra where uh, trees were nearby, and tree limbs overhanging onto those trailers. Carpenter ant problem in those trailers was traced back to this particular lot, lot that was being used. Uh, so checking products, pallets, and the trailer itself. And one other point um, I'd like to make is that, you know, with a global economy, we have this issue of invasive species. And so invasive species 
as invasive species can be uh, entered into the U.S. through products that are shipped from overseas. And so a thorough inspection of incoming goods for products originating from outside the U.S. can also help uncover and control and, and, um, and um, remediate those introductions. And Pat, you also uh, you, you also wrote on this topic in PCT on, on this same topic. And one of the things that you had mentioned was the importance of minimizing food spillage. What type of food spills in particular are attractive to ants? So um, depending on the species, the food preference will vary, but the majority of the pet species that we deal with will forage on sweets as, as a minimum. So sugar-based foods can be particularly attractive and a common target. Uh, however, protein-based foods and grease-containing foods can also be attacked. Limiting spills can help with control and increase acceptance of ant control base that may be used as control tools. And then, uh, Pat, another thing, another area that uh, you kind of touched on in the article was the importance of sealing up potential entry points. What are some potential entry points points that uh, that are easy to be you know can be overlooked? Ants, due to their size and active foraging, uh, can take advantage of the smallest of openings. Key area for pavement ants uh, entry is often the slabs. Sealing of floors for wall junctures can be particularly important. It's not uncommon to have ants in warehouses, for example, coming up to cracks in the floor and expansion joints. Keeping these areas proactively sealed is important in preventing problems. If we fail to seal and ants are found, sealing their observed entry points is, will be part of the, the corrective action. Some points for carpenter ants and odorous house ants may be a little less obvious and can take some additional um, detective work to uncover. Both odorous house ants, carpenter ants are typically nesting outdoors and coming in, but may nest in voids inside. Use of bait index cards with a little bit of peanut butter or honey can help with finding where they're trailing, where they're uh, accessing the structure, and so that's recommended. Um, looking to see where the ants are taking that food as they recruit and uh, are attracted to that bait card. Interior and exterior inspections will be required to determine those areas of activity and potential entry points. And, um, and sometimes a nighttime inspection is needed when we're dealing with pests like carpenter ants that may be more active at night. And, Pat, you know, we've been talking a lot about um, work that's done on the inside and the interior. I want to take a look at the a building's exterior. I mean, what type of mulch, plantings, other type of vegetation do you recommend be planted around a building's perimeter to sort of minimize the pest entry, ant entry specifically? When I talk about preferred type of landscaping on a food plant, I often say gravel strip and then a nicely manicured lawn um, as being ideal. Once we start adding uh, different uh, landscaping plants, we can complicate and provide pest harborage. So um, in particular, though, landscaping plants that are more attractive tend to be those plants that can encourage those uh, plant pests like aphids and scales that produce honeydew. So when we get those types of plants, like uh, flowering plants, like roses, uh, flowering trees, that encourage these honeydew-producing insects like aphids and scales, we can also get ants 
attracted to that area and have ant problems in the food plant as well. So minimizing those types of plants, those types of landscaping plants that will encourage these honeydew-producing insects is very important. Um, we can also get ants brought in with landscaping materials like mulch and, um, and railroad ties, and so those types of landscaping materials should be avoided. Use of gravel over wood mulch. And uh, important note, odorous house ants will have fairly shallow nests, and so the colonies can be, in addition to be brought in on mulch, located under mulch if it's used on the exterior. Moisture can be attractive to ants, and moisture management is important. Uh, avoiding, for example, automatic sprinklers uh, can be important. Fixing leaks, poor drainage around the structure as well can help in reducing ants around a food plant. Great. Well, those were some uh, some great tips, Pat, and I really appreciate you spending some time with us this afternoon. Again, I would encourage all of our readers to check out the April issue of PCT, which did, includes an article written by Pat about uh, ant management and food plants. I want to thank everyone for listening to our podcast today, and have a great day.